0: Welcome to the Drink Less, Live More podcast. If you are a woman that is wanting to evaluate your relationship with alcohol, you come to the right place. There are no hard and fast rules and you don't have to call yourself anything. You're just a woman that knows something isn't working for her and you are wanting to make an intentional change. I'm Rachel Pritz and I'll walk alongside you as you learn to drink less and live more. Let's go. Welcome back to Drink Less, Live More. This episode, I'm going to be talking about a few of my favorite things that have helped me create this soberish lifestyle. So it's going to be a variety of different things, um, anywhere from mocktails, alcohol-free wine, alcohol-free beers, to uh, personality uh, assessments and tools, um, books, podcasts, all those things. So I'm going to talk through some of the things that I've sort of just put together to say, okay, I think these all had some sort of an impact on me choosing a soberish lifestyle and how I was able to heal myself enough to be able to actually do it without having to white knuckle through it. So before I get into that, because I have a pretty lengthy list, I I think, um, I do want to just remind everybody that my Drink Less Live More live program, so that will be uh, live calls with me on a weekly basis for the next 12 weeks, is live and you can register for it. It does not kick off until January 12th, and so if you need help sooner than that, certainly you could take my 14-day break from booze. You could do that to get started um, or you can wait till the 12th or you can look at other programs. There are certainly many out there, but I do really, I, you know, I almost intentionally did the scheduled time of like, you can't just join anytime uh, because I want you to really think about it. I really want you to say, do you, does this feel like the right fit? I've been following along for a while or maybe I just started and this really feels like this could be a long-term answer to this problem that you've probably been battling for a while and probably, you know, taking breaks and then went back to old habits and then took more breaks and went back to old habits. And you're sick of it. Like that's exhausting. So you can join for free on January 12th. And then if you choose to move forward, it's 397. You get access to a program that is online that you can actually learn on your own. There's videos workbook pages, those types of things inside of that program. And then every week we'll have a live call just to, um, you know, chat through some of the challenges you're having. Um, sometimes I'll live coach people. If there's a volunteer or there's a, a challenge that I think most of us probably are, are experiencing, then I can do some live coaching and actually see what that looks like. There is a coaching model and, you know, I took nine months and 250 hours to get certified to do this thing. So, and I've been doing it for almost four years. So I do um, feel like I'm in a really good place to help do that kind of live coaching and help you experience what that might look like. So you also get those 12 weeks included. So we'll be meeting um, on Thursdays at noon Eastern time on Zoom, which I think we're mostly all comfortable with at this point. And uh, that will be sort of the support community side of things. And then you can also support one another inside of the platform that has the learning environment. So you can, you know, message each other back and forth. You can put messages in there that's all private. And so it's not like you're like airing out everything that's going on in your life on Facebook. So There we go. Um, So that is what that looks like. The link will be in the show notes. And feel free to save your spot. I am limiting the spots because I don't want it to get too large. And I don't want the group to be too large. If it does grow to large numbers, I will start to likely have multiple cohorts. But at this point, there are uh, limited seats. So please uh, sign up today and register. First time's free. And then there's no, no, no obligations after that. So you get to decide. So let's jump into a few of my favorite things that have allowed me to be soberish over the last couple of years. So, you know, I talk about it on here all the time the Enneagram. I can't ignore it. It might be the number one thing that I would say actually is attributed to not just my success with being soberish, but my success as a businesswoman, my success as a leader in my former executive job. My success as a mother, um, all of it. My success as just a woman, like moving through the world and being a daughter and a sister and a friend. It has taught me so much about myself that I was so incredibly asleep to. So, if you're not familiar with it, I do recommend the Ready Assessment, which is through the Enneagram Institute, and it's Ready R H E T I. Um, it's through the Enneagram Institute, and it's a good starting point. I don't always recommend you know, going to an assessment, but people often want somewhere to start, which I get. So that's a good starting assessment um, to get your feet wet. Um, Ian Morgan-Cron and Suzanne Stabile have a great starter book, The Road Back to You. That's where I got started with it. And I explored it for about a year before I actually discovered the type that I was. I tested as a 3, and I'm actually a 9. So keep that in mind. It's really an internal tool to really be evaluating your own internal world versus some of the other assessments that are more behavior-based. So that's more of like how you show up to the external world and how people respond to you externally. This is all about like learning to trust yourself again, learning to really understand yourself on a deep level. We have other people understand us if we don't understand ourselves. So it's easy to sit in the whole like, well, I don't feel deeply understood and nobody cares about me. But we haven't taught them and they have their own crap they're dealing with. So we got to deal with our own crap so we can share it with them. So the Enneagram is a big one. And these are not in any particular order. They're just sort of things that have come to mind that I jotted down that have attributed to my success. Along those same lines, I really, you know, like I talk about Glennon Doyle a lot I really love her work. I, she gets criticism. I don't know. On TikTok, for some reason, people just are hating on her and Brene Brown all the time. And it feels very mean girlish to me. And I don't like that. So that's where my eight wing on my Enneagram comes out, where I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't like, I don't like mean girl. We don't do that. Um, you can, you know, not like their work or don't, it doesn't resonate for you. That's perfect. So we don't need to talk about how you don't like the sound of their voice. Like that's mean girl shit. We're, we're done with that ladies. So, um, her book untamed, I read it at the very beginning, beginning of the pandemic. And I was like, I mean, so many just mind blowing things that were so relatable to me. And it did feel like she was talking about much of what's going on in my internal world that I still hadn't woken up to. So I thought it was a great book. Uh, She talks a lot about learning to trust yourself again, and that is a huge part of my success in being sober-ish is that trusting myself, knowing what it is that I need. Taking the break in the first place when I took that long, extended, almost year-long break from alcohol, I had to trust myself that that's really what I wanted to do. Like, am I doing this because I think I should? Or am I doing this because I really want to? And I really wanted to, because it wasn't easy to have some of those conversations and to not drink at the parties and all those things at the very beginning. It was not easy. And so I felt very uncomfortable. I felt very other, and it was hard. So um, yeah, I had to like really just evaluate what my internal world was telling me, because externally... The world around me didn't think I had any problem. Like, it wasn't a problem. I was drinking less than a lot of people. I, you know, wasn't hungover all the time. I just, you know, the external world didn't think it was a problem. So I could have trusted that. But I knew deep inside there was something that I wanted to explore further, that I just felt like, like this, I don't just don't think this is adding value to my life. But for some reason, I believe it is, or I wouldn't keep doing it. So that's a big one. I also love her podcast, um, We Can Do Hard Things. Uh, she's been interviewing or they've been inter- interviewing some interesting people recently that have really, um, really stuck with me for sure. And then they had one episode that really stuck with me. I was actually driving to a business meeting with someone and the episode was the episode that didn't happen. And so they um, they canceled on somebody who was well known. They obviously didn't disclose who that was, but uh, they really loved her work. They were excited for the conversation, but her husband was sort of the audio tech behind the scenes um, up front and he was rude and nasty to the um, to their their employee or their person that was helping, and they just said she came and told him what happened or texted him and said what happened, and they said, okay, well we like we we don't work with people like this. And so I just love how they stood like in what they talk about, like they were practicing what they preached, and they said, well we're just not going to do it. And then the woman came on and said. Well, we're sorry she felt that way, you know, because that's what we do. We put it back on the women as if it's her fault that she responded in that way. Um, So anyway, I found that episode to be like it really stuck with me. There are a few of theirs that have really stuck to me or stuck with me. Um, the other book that when I first got, you know, sober curious and I was still drinking and I was kind of like, hmm, just watching from the sidelines, like following a few people on TikTok. And I was like, how'd they do this? Let me see. But like, this isn't a real thing. I don't even want to do this. These people are crazy. Try January. What are you talking about? Like, I mean, I was just like going through all the stuff, but it was so interesting how I just kept being fed this stuff and I kept engaging with it. I wouldn't have got being, you know, I wouldn't have been fed it. Right. So it's how all these algorithms work. So I decided to buy a book cause I'm like, I've never really read anything about this. Like I always just thought that you were either a normal drinker or you were an alcoholic <laughs> and like, you know, I knew deep down that wasn't true, but it's not something I ever explored cause it never felt like a problem for me. So I bought quit like a woman. Um, and I'm sure most of you have probably heard of that. It's by Holly Whitaker. They have a great podcast too. I haven't been listening to that one recently. Um, but it's really, it's, Really good. So, and she doesn't really talk about sobriety necessarily, but they talk about quitting. So it's called quitted. Um, and that's a good, good podcast too. They've had some really good episodes. But anyway, so I read her book and I mean, I'm reading it and I'm thinking, yep, 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 as I'm reading through all this stuff. And then like I wanted to throw it across the room. I was pissed. Because all of this stuff, especially in the health section, I'd never been taught before. And I have a master's degree in nursing, and I know I say this all the time on here, but it makes me crazy that we don't learn some of this stuff. And so she for sure had an extreme viewpoint of alcohol, but I think I needed that to sort of wake me up because I was on sort of the other side of it where I'm like, alcohol's great and it's all good and there's nothing going on behind the scenes to try to keep women, you know, hooked on alcohol and drinking more and more alcohol and, you know, nothing done on the marketing side of things to make women feel like we need alcohol or to make the world feel like we need alcohol in order to survive. So I got really pissed and I was like, okay, alcohol is poison. It's the worst. Um, We're drinking rocket fuel. This is horrible. And uh, that's really when I was like, okay, I think I got to take this break. I was seeing a functional medicine doctor and I'm like, this doesn't make sense to spend all this money on this and take vitamins and supplements and do all these treatments to feel better and not quit the alcohol. Like, you know, I got to see, I got to, I got to figure this out. So that's when I really started, Um, and, you know, I took, like I said, almost a full year off of alcohol, um, which was really an interesting experiment, and it was great. So, you know, I mean, it was hard. There were times it was really hard, and I did a lot of self-discovery and experimenting, and that's kind of where I got with it. And so, you know, then I was like, God, I think I need to kind of challenge this assumption that alcohol is poison, because I It wasn't for so long for me, um, and I don't think it has to be poison. I think that there are levels of it that turn poisonous. Um, And so that's where I've kind of put it up, you know, those guardrails that I've talked about in the past, where I know what it is that, where where, uh, it tips over into poison, right? Like where my poison meter is and where it's not. And so I stay in the non-poisonous side of it. So anyway, you may hear some sober people talk about that. I don't really subscribe to the whole alcohol is poison. I, you know, I... I do think that it's not necessarily healthy for it. You won't catch me saying that, but I don't, I don't think that in with limits around it, I don't think that it's poisonous or you know, like this awful substance. Um, so the next thing I want to talk about is curious elixirs. So that was the very first Well, No, that's not true. I tried a few others. I'm not going to name their names cause I don't like to shame companies, um, I tried a few others and I was like, this tastes like sparkling water. I'll just go buy LaCroix. And I'm like, I don't want to drink LaCroix cause I don't fucking like it. Like I, I don't like any of those. I'll drink them if I absolutely have to, but I'm like, why? And I'm, I've never been a diet Coke drinker or Coke drinker. I would love if I was, cause that's what I would get all the time, but I hate it. And so it's like, I don't have anything. Like, what do I, what can I drink that isn't just water, or sparkling water, So I found Curious Elixirs. It looked kind of like a high-end product, which I was excited because I like bougie things. And I tried it out. I tried their sampler at first and discovered I didn't like a couple of them. Not that they were bad, but I was just kind of like, eh, I don't think that's what I'm looking for. And then I discovered the Curious Number 1. And it really tastes like, to me, like a real cocktail. I actually feel calmer after I drink one of them. Cause there's some adaptogens and things in there that actually makes you feel calmer. And that is my go-to. Like if I like in the evening, like that, I have my little calming cocktail in a pretty glass and I love it. So I've been subscribed to them for, I don't know how long there is a link. I'll put my, um, my link tree in the show notes. There is a link that you can use to get 10% off of curious elixirs. Uh, but it's great. They're really great. If you're going to do a dry January, set yourself up for success for sure. Um, some other products that I really love, uh, hand on heart Chardonnay is a non-alcoholic option that is pretty solid. Um, and that's harder to find, but you can find it on Better Roads, which I will also have a link to that. Better Roads is, uh, sort of that one-stop shop for all of these things. Actually, I think you can get Curious Elixirs on Better Roads as well. But I do their monthly wine club, non-alcoholic wine, of course, and they send it to me. And honestly, I've been pretty pleased with most of it. So that's been good to experience. So Better Roads, and Roads is spelled R-H-O-D-E-S. So it might take you a second to find it. Um, Lottis is another one that I've really grown to love. Their red blend is delicious. Um, If you are local in Indianapolis, you have to check out Lauren's AF in Carmel. It's right next to the Patateau in Carmel. Um, They also, I believe, are thinking about shipping. If they're not doing it already, I know they were doing deliveries locally, but they have an awesome setup of all sorts of different non-alcoholic options. It's beautiful. You have to go check it out if you're local. Also, I get a lot of these at... Um, well, there's, there's some of them at total wine. They, they are lacking on their, um, their wines for sure. They have lots of other things, but they could do, they could do a bit better there where you are in the world. But if you were near a giant Eagle or here, we, that's called market district um they have a pretty good selection and that's growing every day so just know that those things are kind of around and they're really blowing up so like just cuz you checked once uh you might want to go back and see if they have have it again for sure so those are some of my favorites those are kind of the go-tos oh and i love the liar uh, it's called liar's l y r e s i love their um spirit substitutes and then i also love their champagnes phenomenal so good so Uh, into podcasts. So one of my absolute favorite podcasts that I don't really miss too many episodes, even when they have, so they have experts on every Thursday and then they have usually typically somebody that's like, you know, famous or Hollywood or, you know, somebody more that isn't necessarily an expert in a field, but is, you know, well-known. And it's Armchair Expert, which I'm sure many of you listen to. Uh, They are hugely popular. And I just find it to be so great for my mental health it almost feels like therapy because they dig into things so deeply and I start to think about them differently for myself um Dax Shepard is the is one of the hosts um and he is sober and has been sober for a while and had you know a little slip up with prescription drugs um, you know, after surgeries and those types of things not too long ago. And just listening to that episode was so raw and so real and so vulnerable. And I've been listening to it for, I don't know, probably four or five years, I think since they probably started. And I've loved every second of it. Another one I love listening to just because it's totally goofy is uh, Smart Lists, which, you know, I'm sure many of you have connected Through uh, Dax Shepard's podcast to Smartless, They're just goofy. It's Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and Sean Hayes. And they are funny. Like, the way they their chemistry together is really good. It's fantastic. And then another one I've been listening to that's not, like, doesn't have any sort of serious stuff. They're not interviewing anybody necessarily. Well, they do interview people, but it's more like them, like, just, I don't know, talking about Saturday Night Live is Fly on the Wall. And so that one has uh, Dana Carvey and David Spade. And so that one's been a fun, just like lighthearted, fun one. But also there's a deeper connection there when you talk, like they talk about how hard it is to be a performer, to be rejected all of the time. I mean, it's a tough environment to get into if you want to be into acting comedy like you are getting rejected and people feel like they have permission to just like reject you outwardly so that's been an interesting one to sort of connect back to my own you know experience in life um because obviously i'm not a stand-up comic um but you can see how difficult that world can be and why many of them do slip into over drinking addiction drugs all the things so those are the podcasts that i've been really excited about um You know, I've been really just like generally interested in health and wellness and not from a like, I'm going to get on a diet and do this, whatever. I don't do that anymore, but more of a like, I just want my body to function at, you know, the highest level that I can all while like enjoying life, you know, like I don't want to get so far away from that, that it's like, I'm not enjoying life because I can't ever have a freaking French fry because that's not going to happen. Um, I love French fries. So that's a big thing. Movies have been really big for me. I really, you know, when I was a teenager in college, um, even, you know, my my mid-20s, late-20s, TV shows, like good quality TV shows, I'm not talking about like Real Housewives. Like, I, like I'm talking about like real good quality TV shows that like are storytelling and pull at my heartstrings and make me think differently. I love TV and movies. And I've been sort of, prioritizing those things. And sometimes I'll, you know, do the treadmill while watching something because it just feels like, I don't know, it just feels like soul care to me, which I've talked about in the past. So that's another thing that I think kind of saved, saved me when it comes to becoming soberish. And I also think just being curious, like I think that that spirit of I wonder what it would be like, and looking at it as, as kind of a challenge, because it was a challenge to Take that long of a break from alcohol. So, those are my favorite things. I have so many others. I've read so many books and like that have made such a big impact. I've met so many people. I mean, relationships around Indianapolis, I would have never met if I didn't take this leap, like take this brave leap into running my own business and building it and making a name for myself and a brand and all those things. I would have never gotten to meet some of these amazing people in our city doing amazing things and outside of our city, too. You know, I've done some work outside of of our local area and it's just I just love it. So I love what people are doing. I have a lot of hope for humanity just watching all these people, you know, really bring their full potential to what they do. And that's what I'm interested in for myself and interested in for you is that full potential. So don't forget, check out the links in the show notes about the program that's launching January 12th. Like I said, there's like you don't have any skin in the game until after that first week. If you decide you want to join, great. $397. We'd spend that in booze in three months, for sure. So have a great week. We'll talk next week.